Welcome to Mixed Up in a Teacup, episode five. Um, your host, Steph Lumac, and who else do we have? Emily. And Zara. And Zara. Hi. So, how are you doing, ladies? Ah, it's been long. Firstly, we're in our living rooms slash bedrooms slash whatever. <laughs> yeah. Somebody COVID, lockdown. Yeah. So we're having to keep the distance from each other. I miss this studio. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I miss the studio. Every time I see pictures, I'm like, nah. Yeah, yeah I miss the studio. But hopefully we can Zoom record, still get out um, YouTube, whatever, visuals and audio and get the people what they want. Hopefully, hopefully. Yep. Zara, I think your sound is a bit low. Just think. I mean, I checked, it's not. She's here. That's all that I got. That's all you got? Okay, cool, boo. Cool, cool. How have so, you been? how's your week been? So, mine's been COVID-tastic. Fevers, headaches. Uh, burning food because I can't smell and not realizing that this is what's going on. <laughs> um, just the, the COVID. I'm um, actually to be fair. I'm really grateful that I didn't have any like breathing, respiratory issues. I yeah. think at that point you panic. Um, we didn't have any of that. I had tightness in my chest at different points, um, but mostly it was just the fever, the body aches. I just like can't get out of bed because everything hurts to move yeah uh but um i think we're through the worst my son had it as well although the little girl has just projectile vomited all over the bathroom but we move how was your week step <laughs> mine's been long long i ain't gonna depress people but long covid <laughs> i tell you what i'll swap swap any day for somebody that's at home go do my job because I, I quit. I literally said to my matron this morning, um, I quit. I literally, that's all I text her at seven o'clock this morning. I quit. She was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, 24 hours off and then back in. So hmm. yeah. Zara, you good? As you know, it's been a COVID week as well. <laughs> my apologies, B. <laughs> do you know what the, I find it like really mad I was saying this to Zoe like how mad is it that we shared a bed yet me and you didn't get it I didn't get it from you but you give it Zara Zara yeah I don't know how Zara got it because I was actually thinking about that session that recording session it's not right to her so it's less than I, the two meters it might not have been that um Maybe. that weekend because you know, I don't go like I don't go out if I unless I have to. So I can't really say how or why, but yeah, it's just been mm. mad. I'm just. I'm no. But you had mild symptoms as well, didn't you? You were not as bad as I was. Not as bad. I'm glad I didn't have any um, respiratory problems either because I have asthma. Yeah. yeah. So I was just like, listen, I'm not. I'm not ready for the games. I was just. <laughs> You know, you know when you have to sleep. I was 
anytime I'm going to sleep, it's like, oh, allow it, man. And I just not try to sleep too much because I'm thinking, like, am I going to not be able to breathe when I'm sleeping? Oh, no. Because I was kept wondering, like, what is it, what's going to happen? Because like, I have asthma. So what if I'm sleeping and I can't breathe and then I was like, so for a few days, I was finding it very difficult to like actually fall asleep. Yeah. And you know me already, I don't really sleep much. No. I was just like, but now I'm much better. Yeah, it's just the little things. And then I'm here with Georgia. And I felt bad. And I, can't, I couldn't really mm. hug her. She has to be home, we have to be by room. But then she comes about for a little bit, we speak and then she'll go back. But then me not being able to like hug her, and stuff on a daily, like it was just like, oh god, wow. And I think, I think like two days ago, I just, I just hugged her, man. I was just like, we had, to, we just hugged because I don't know. I just hope it's now. Like everything is yeah. clear. We just had to let it be. We just had to let it be. In the end, it was like, if mommy's got it, you got, you lot have already got it because we've been hugging, yeah. we hugging, kiss every day, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, exactly. I was wondering, Steph, if you, because cause you, had you had the first dose of your vaccine? We both, so me and Zoe had both had the vaccine before you got here, which is why, obviously, it was a lot easier for you to stay with us because we'd had it. Um, so we both had it for maybe, I think Zoe had definitely had it for a week. I'd had it for a couple of weeks before. Um, okay. So that's probably the only benefit we had mm. was the fact that, but then also, had I had it at Christmas, even though I tested negative, I had all the symptoms for it. So yeah. it's whether I did and I was just testing one of these weird and wonderful people that test negative, which wouldn't surprise me because I tend to do things that way, don't I? I know, yeah. Aww. So, yeah, it's crazy. But, hey, we're all here. Yeah. Um, Steph, like, oh, no, I mean, Emily, when you got your, your results back, did your GP send you a message about coming for your vaccination or something? No, I'm, I'm like the very, very bottom of the list. I have no existing health conditions. I'm not of the age bracket. I read somewhere that they might want to give it to ethnic minorities before the rest of the general population. So yeah. maybe not, but I don't fit any of the like high risk criteria. So no one's been in touch with me. GP probably doesn't even know that I was COVID positive. I don't know how it works. I really don't. Dara, you just, like I said, you just need to ask your GP whether you can still have it because of knowing where if people had had it, they weren't allowed to get the vaccine. Oh. So. Because you still got antibodies. Already, and apparently, after no, you can get it apparently four weeks after your yeah. isolation ends. Okay, so twenty-eight days. When your isolation yeah. ends from the twenty-eight days after, then you can. Good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what are you doing? I'm I'm DMing, what's DM. his face? You shall not be named. He's <laughs> ah, just threatened to flog me. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Um, me and my, I'm just describing a situation and the, the response that you both deserve to be flogged. Anyway. Um, eh. So, love, tell us about love, guys. Zara, how come you're glowing? 
Let's talk about love. Because I drink water and mind my business. You what, sweetie? What? I said I drink water and mind my business, as you know. Oh, but I thought it was... You know. Have you got tea to spill? Have you got tea to spill, Zara? No tea. No tea for this new natural glow? It's, 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 it's delightful. <laughs> Well, no love on the horizon for me at the minute. But I think when the, the thing, the issue came up, the, the conversation about love came up previously, because I think Zara asked me if I'd ever been in love. Is that what you'd asked me? Or if I, what was the question we thought that love is such a, a wonderful thing to talk about? I don't know. We're talk, I can't remember what we were talking about this stuff, but like, I mean, I don't know. I think I can't, I generally can't remember what we're talking about. But it's just one of those things, isn't it? Like sometimes you wonder because we talk about everything, like Future Bay and Oh my God, Zara. <laughs> this is why it came up. Zara, please tell stuff. Uh, what? Oh, was it because of? Um, I can't remember. Like, I really can't remember. No, let let me refresh your memory, sister girl. Okay, because Steph, this is it. So this this here woman. Is talking to me about whatever scenario. But then, now, after she'd, like, cancelled and washed her hands of Future Bay, Her Future Bay, Her Future Bay, like, or your Bay, Her Future Bay. She's, oh. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it gets confusing, but Her Future Bay. Then she's so like... Confusing. I know, but then she's like, but, you know, I could still maybe... He has a lot of potential, whatever. And I'm like... Yeah, so that's not what basically... I can't remember what it was, yeah. But we're talking about future bit. And I was telling Emily that, like, I don't understand how she's able to hold on to, like, potential of something with someone. I may like someone or have a crush on someone or whatever it is, yeah. And I feel like once um, nothing is being done about it or is not really happening, I kind of start losing interest. Mm-hmm. So for me, almost a thing of where it like I need to it need I need to see some kind of action or something must be happening for me to see that okay it's be like there's some kind of progress but like if not for me it's just like why am I hanging on? Do you get? Yeah, like Emily, Emily, Emily likes the um it, for Emily it's more of like. I'm going to manifest this thing. I'm going to be patient. I mean, which I do understand and I get, which I also tend, I think I I do sometimes. But like, I was just telling her like this whole my future baby thing. Um, I, I was telling her that I don't think like my future baby that um, likes me like that. So for me, it's just like, why am I like, do you understand? It's a thing of moving. <laughs> like, I mean, what can you do? <laughs> Let me just go, understand. Like, no, like I don't have patience, and then I was like, no, then I didn't like you to be like that. And I'm like, I don't. Yeah, how I don't, do you know? Like I don't know what it's like that though. Well, you what? know he doesn't like you like that. Yeah. Listen, move on, man. Move on. <laughs> True. I, have, I, don't have, I, I just don't have that. It's not like a, I'm not gonna be I'm never gonna be upset and like just be there or just be there hoping for however long. Like it's just like if I like someone, whatever it is, it if even if I'm not making the effort, I don't care. It's just 
nothing has happened. I know it's silly, but then at the same time, I'm just like, that's just what it is, yeah, isn't it? But sometimes you have to chase what you want. You have to go what for it. Mean, you're burning rose petals and sage. Yeah, exactly. Full moon. <laughs> we need to get that wicker stuff out, you know? <laughs> I, I, I can be your white witch. I'll come join you. I'll help you serenade. She's not on it. She's not on it. Okay, Zara, you tell me about a time that you were in love. Tell me about a time when you were in love. What did that feel like? Or was it certain? Yeah. Like... Look at her glow when you said that. Tell me. Um... The very first time, specifically the very first time you were like, man, this is love. And okay, like... no, I'm not going to tell you about that. Mm. tell you about <sighs> okay i've been i know i have been in love here but um the one that i i think will always be there is my last relationship which was with my girlfriend oh. yeah i think that was um and is this the one to whom you still write letters yeah, I don't think that I would never not love her. I think, yeah, I don't think I would never not love her. I just think that I don't know if we can be together, ever be together, kind of situation. But and I don't think I love her as much as I don't love her. It's not the same kind of love. I don't know how to explain it. I love her very much, yeah, but it's not like this dying. You, I, I like. I don't know. Yeah, that fire. Yeah, it's just not the same. You understand? And it's not like I, I would need to be with her kind of feeling. It's not that. Just how she will always be that person to me. Um, one person, another person I know I really love dearly was my daughter's father, but I don't have that. I don't have the same feeling towards him. Do you understand? Hmm. I don't hate him, but it's just I don't have that same. So sometimes I wonder, like. Zara, I you have never seen a, a. You need to show me a picture of him one of these days. We've spoken about him a lot, and I, I still don't have a visual. Mm. No, Steph, have you seen him? No. Hold on, let me send you a picture now. Do you think that um, that phrase, the old phrase of you can love somebody but not be in love with them? Yeah. Yeah, like I think that that's like. I think no matter what, when you love somebody, you love somebody. But when you, it doesn't mean you are still in love with them in a way. But that doesn't mean you're never going to stop loving them because they, they give you something at some point in your life to make you fall in love with them. I, <laughs> See, I think all the men in my life, all the men that I have ever... And they're not many, but all the men that I've ever really been with, I I still love. Um, and I talk to all of them, barring one, uh, Ray Ray's dad. Um, and I don't think we ever really loved each other. Um, we might have tried after she'd been, you know, after we'd had her, we might have thought, oh my God, we've had this profound experience. How, you know, we've got to try and um sort of make the pieces fit the puzzle 
Um, and after, you know, we'd had her and we've given her up, I think we kind of tried, but it was just not on. But every other man that has been in my life that way, I can genuinely say that I have loved and I still love. Um, and thinking back to, to them, um, I still love them. I'm not in love with them, like you say, Steph, but I still love them. I still love them dearly. Like I care about them dearly. And um, there is, there is a, a deep fondness for them. And if they were in any kind of trouble and it was in my power to help out, I would be there in a heartbeat. Um, but it doesn't mean that I necessarily wanted like that with them, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I can confidently say that for each of them. And, and each of them, we, even with the good and the bad um, experiences, I think I can look back and be, um, and feel like a sense of warmth for them, really. From my very first, okay, so age, the guy, the, my very first boyfriend, I, the feeling wasn't like that for a long time, um, but we're still in each other's life. He's like, he's friends with my mum you know, uh, very many years later, I won't say how many people start trying to figure out how old I am, but very many years later, he's still friends with my mom. <laughs> um, and, uh, ooh, Zara Bay, hello. Um, I've just seen the picture. And <laughs> then the guy after is the one I call my first love. And I think I've told you the story of him, like I pursued him um pursued him pursued him pursued him uh until until i had almost given up because he was like unres was not responding positively to my advances um so i let it be but he came around and, then, <laughs> and that was that was one of my it was my first l episode of love it, it was late teens but lasted for a few years um and even now i like to think of him as as my person, um, I won't say too much more because he's now a happily married man with children. And I'm sure some people listening know who he is, but that is what it is. Um, and then, <laughs> and then obviously Christian, um, even though that situation is, is kind of fresh in a way, um, I was saying to somebody, this, this producer guy, um, Addy, that I can speak, I, I feel like I can now speak of Christian from, from a position, from scars, not wounds, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, and, it's, and it's not a negative, altogether a negative feeling. So yeah, I think, I think love is a wonderful thing. It's, it's an amazing thing. And I'm, I am looking forward to my next bout of lovesickness. I'm very excited about it. I am. Do you not feel like you're already in a lovesickness? <laughs> Steph, I knew that was going to come from you. I knew that was going to come from you. I wouldn't call this a love sickness as such. I feel like right now it's just like a an excitement about a prospect. Does that? Okay. Yeah, I would say that because well and truly, that is not what it is. <laughs> I think love has to be reciprocated, don't you? I don't know if you can love. Can you love someone who doesn't love you back? Yeah, you can. Yeah. It's, it's your love it's not their love you're not loving off their love you're loving because you love them for who they are not what they're giving you hmm. and, and the same thing can be said of being in love I, I, I kind of understand what you're saying but 
I mean, how you feel about someone is how you feel about them. I mean, mm-hmm. it doesn't. So, are you gonna say because someone doesn't love me, then all my feelings are now invalid? You yeah. Think that I basically what you're saying is that I need, you know, his love to be able to give him back. But not really. Well, you just love because. Um. I don't know. I, I feel like, um, I, I don't know what the def- definition of love is, actually. What is love? If it's not Corinthians chapter 13, which I'm I sure think, Steph can recite. I think, that in, I think in general, it's just, when you're going to define love, we kind of like look at the kind of things that we would do for somebody that we say we love. And sometimes some of these, these things are things that we wouldn't usually do. So because we're like going out of our way, we're sacrificing and stuff like that, we tend to see it as, okay, I must love this person or have this deep, extreme feeling for this person to want to go out of my way to do this for them. But I mean, everybody kind of loves differently, you know? Everybody does. So the way somebody might show me love might not mean anything to me because to me, that's, I don't stand, that's not what, you know, that's not how I love. So I might not understand how this person is loving me or showing me but then the thing is that we all because we all love differently and stuff like that it's hard to sometimes understand how other people you it's it's i don't know but i just think it's different for everyone it's an individual experience so i can explain it and you know how i have felt it and how i see it to be and it might not make sense to you, but then at the end of the day, who's to say that well, you know, what I'm doing or what I'm feeling is not valid or wrong because you don't understand it. And basically that's exactly what happens, you know, because I feel something I can't really explain to you. Mm. So you don't get, you know, you don't understand why I say that I feel like this or why I do this thing for these, this person all in the name of love. But then it's only because we're all different people. We all do different, different things differently. We understand things differently. So for to really sit down and say you want to, you know, define it for everyone, almost something that you can't do. It's like, if, like I keep saying, when I'm going to, if I, like when I'm going to, I'm looking for someone that I'm going to be with. It's hard for me to sit down and say, I want this and this and this and this in the person because ideally you meet someone and the person can love you and show you love and you enjoy that person. And it's not really what you expected or what you wanted. Mm-hmm. So you have to kind of like adjust because it's like, okay, then this is, I, mean, I think we spoke about this yesterday or today. It's like, when do you realize that? Um, it's like, uh, how do I put it? Like, you know, you like, <laughs> Emily's going to cast me. <laughs> no names. Yesterday, the conversation that we were having is like, you ideally sometimes you want to meet someone and just feel butterflies and oh yeah writing and stuff like that but then there are times when you meet someone that you get along with and who you know can love you in a different way than what you wanted or expected and then because it's not packaged the way you want it you're just like then I mean, because you genuinely want what you want. Do you understand? See, I, I, I think that the whole butterflies and the excitement and, you know, and the, the twinkle in your eye, that, that's exciting. That's good stuff. 
Um, but I find comfort in the sort of mundane every day, in the, in the sort of stability of a situation, just being able to sit down Netflix and chill and pod. I think for me, that, that, that gives me so much more than the, oh my God, I just walked into the room. Like, <laughs> that's, that's a bit much, like it's, it's nice, it's exciting. You know, you, you guys, have, <laughs> you've been there with me while I'm sort of like uh-huh. having cool completely um but what i long for genuinely if if, if, say that particular situation were to become anything um i'm just looking forward to that to the i don't know the the just like i don't know you've got you've got you've got a bit in your teeth you know take that out you know that that's that sort of intimacy that's, that's the stuff i like that the boring stuff the everyday stuff the comfort that that sort of being unapologetically yourself with somebody else that that's what i want that that, that whole babe those are period yeah. panties probably not wear those today but allow me yeah. i like period panties yeah that that love that's that's the love i want yeah steph you have not said steph, I'm, I'm just like waiting for you steph to tell me about hers She's just saying that, I know. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Um, I wear my heart on my sleeve. I'm this big, hard exterior, try to be. But actually, when you get to know me deep down inside, I'm actually quite a sensitive, soft person. So I find that I love fast and quick like really and hard like I can fall really hard um I tend to have a barrier and you'll get like this barrier this wall you'll get like this kind of distance none of that really touchy touchy the kissing the cuddling all that is quite distant for me at first um and then the minute I let you in that's it I'm, I'm screwed I'm done like I can fall hard and fast very quick. So I find that I think I've loved quite a lot in different ways. Um, I think, see, it's hard because you don't know whether it's lust or love when you were, like, in your teens, I think. There was one guy that I think I I could quite honestly probably say, hand on my heart, that I kind of loved in a way because I would do everything that he wanted because I kind of like he'd walk down the street and my heart would stop and I'd be like oh my god there he is and Mm. like his uncle lived across the road and I kind of always knew like like if I was sat in the living room because we had such a big bay window like you could physically see him and I'd be like oh my god there he is you couldn't see me and here I am, like full on fluster panic attacks. But we were in we were intimate together. Um so I think I kind of loved it. And that was like kind of the first person that I was ever really, really intimate with. What point um, did you in your teen, sorry, Steph? Like how old? Uh I think I fancied him probably from like 14 15 but then obviously like we weren't really intimate till I was like 17 18 yeah um 
which was really like interesting. That's a different story for a different time. Um, and then I went, like, I, I think because I'd gone through such heartbreak when my dad left because I was such a daddy's girl, mm. like, I found it difficult to trust. And then I did trust after that. And I was in a seven-year relationship. Wasn't all, you know, sometimes it wasn't great. But you stay with them because you love them and you deal. And I think that's one thing that people forget, like Zara was saying, that people love differently. Yeah. So how he used to show me love, I used to think that was his way of showing me that he loved me. Mm. So whatever it was, but I did like, and I, oh God, I idolized him. He was the complete opposite. He was nothing I ever liked. Like, and it was just, he surprised me. He just surprised me and he, he was very affectionate and I wasn't used to the affection. So I think mm. that's how I ended up falling for him. Mm. And you just, you know, you get comfortable. And then the one after that, I just tend to meet the wrong people and fall for the wrong people all the time. Oh. I fell in love with him, um, but he treated me like an absolute princess. He showed me what you're supposed to have in a relationship, how you're supposed to be treated, how you're supposed to be looked after and cared for as like an equal partnership, not just a, a you're there when I need you type thing. Um, and he showed me... Pardon? Is this the, the man from across the Atlantic? Yeah. The American. <laughs> no, you can say it. The American. <laughs> oh my God. Nice day. Yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, and it was. And um, my goodness, like, I, I truly fell for him hard and fast. And I was, I remember one night that we had like a bit of a falling out and it was like kind of it and the way that he expressed that it was over my god I couldn't breathe I ended up going to Zoe's I like I just I literally had like a, a vest top and a jacket and I was like pulling everything off like I just couldn't breathe I felt like I was suffocating I was so heartbroken to the point where I got so sick I was vomiting just Whoa. with the thought this was being taken away from me um and then we got back together because that was what it, it just ended up being. And then, lo and behold, his wife calls. So then it was a whole different <laughs> situation. <laughs> but I could quite honestly, hand on my heart, say I still truly love him because he, I opened up a piece of me and a piece of my heart that I'd locked away for such a long time. But then I think now I sit and think that this was God. Like it was all God's plan. Like I'd gone, I'd opened my heart and gave it to somebody wholesome. I give everything of me to this person and it broke me down. And then I've met this other person that made me realize what love is actually supposed to be. Mm. And it's not supposed to just be a intimate act. It is physical. Like it doesn't have to be physical intimacy to feel loved and wanted. And that's what he showed me. So I felt like, like he came across my path for a reason. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I get the butterflies when I think of love, which isn't something I like to admit. That was always like, mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I lectured Yara the other day about her, what? 
I think is I'm going and I'm going to try and, and say it right, Zara. What I think is her um, tendency to uh, get excited about a person, um, and she loves the butterflies and the the fluttering and the, all that, and she lives for it. The moment that starts to simmer down, bin. <laughs> When I get close, if I like someone here and I get close to them for some reason or whatever it is here, I seem to have this, apart from the butterflies, like, you know, um, I seem to, it's almost like I'm, look, I'm looking for something. I feel like I'm looking for something, a certain feeling that and I know I felt it before. Mm-hmm. And even I know I know that it's not not with everyone it's not gonna be there from the beginning. You know, some people you're gonna learn to, you know, learn um, like love each other and grow in that love and stuff like that. And I think that for some reason I think that I am okay. Like I don't mind that. But a yeah. little part of me and from experiences and stuff like that, I I I, I realize that because I felt this something before, it's it's kind of I don't know what it is yet it's like once it's not there I just feel like it's never gonna come anyway do you understand mm-hmm. really? so what's the point of me I just feel like it's this thing I just feel like that I don't know but I just feel like there's something that I need to feel um, maybe like I'm not really looking for this thing but like I feel maybe I'm like in the back of my head it's like I just feel like I, I know what it is that I want to feel with somebody. If yeah. I don't feel that that thing, I just feel like this is not it. And it's like, mm, okay, this person might feel that like this way about me. So. so it's a search for this particular feeling that you last had when just go along with it. You understand? Maybe oh. maybe eventually I would start loving this person, but a little part of me also feel like that is kind of like settling. I'm not sure. It's not really, I don't know. Am I really, really settling for something that I don't really think is what I want? Do you understand? Hmm. Do you think we ever love like, the same? You mean love the same people the same way? Yeah. No. What? I or don't do think you- that. Do we, love the, do we love different people differently? Yeah. 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 Because I think that then comes into how they always say the love for your children is always different to any other love. So even though we talk about love in a relationship, there's more than just love in relationships, as in like a partner. Yeah. Even if it's a partner, you love all your partners differently because everyone Mm -hmm. has different needs and they love you differently, which makes you love them differently. You understand? I think like in the, every relationship, there's different things mm. in there. Everybody comes with a different package, so you just have to adjust according to the person. Because I don't. And maybe this relationship and say this is how I am, so I'm good without adjusting and making sacrifices and say, well, this is how I am. I come like this, so in every relationship, this is what is going to be with me. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone ever does that. It's you learn as you go, and you realize. Is it me? Like I'm not healthy. Then she drop things along the way. You pick up, you know, different things along the way. 
and then you meet different people who might, you know, somebody you're used to what picking up your your man's socks from the floor every day because <laughs> that's what you're used to. So now you being with a man who doesn't pick his socks on the floor, who's picking up after you is a problem because you're not used to that. You think that, uh, you know, for me to be able to love this person, I'm used to doing this, picking up after whatever it is that you do. But this person doesn't require those things because yeah. he doesn't need those things and he wants to love you like that in return, do those things for you. Now you're having difficulty because you're not used to just, you know, being chill and letting the other person, you know, pick up certain parts, you know, of your life, then there becomes, a, you know, then there's a problem because you're not used to allowing anyone to do certain things for you. You're always, you know, so when you get somebody who's different, then there's you, definitely got to be Yeah. Do you think it's like that because you're in a different space as well at that time? Like you love differently because of the space that you're in yourself. Yeah, because you, your life goes through different phases, doesn't it? So you're yeah. changing as well, which is which is something I think happens in marriages and people don't often mm. give allowance for. Just because you married me 13 years ago and we I was in a particular, you know, mind space, mental, emotional place, doesn't mean I'm going to be the same person, you know, 13 years down the line. Um, and same applies to you as well the person to whom you're married and I think we need to make allowance for those things and I don't think it's an easy adjustment to make because not only are we both changing we might not not we might not necessarily be changing at the same pace um and and that's something yeah. that we have to accommodate I think some of that happened in in my marriage um I think that I didn't give Christian um, the, the the grace. I, I didn't I didn't stop to think. Right, Emily, you're going through all these things. He's not necessarily going through that stuff. He's not clocking your experience, even though you're in this marriage together. Um, he doesn't feel the same sense of urgency you're feeling. And you, you know, you, you you want these things. You want these things. You want these things to be done, to be said, to be experienced. And he's just not there. Um, but by the same token. Um, I suppose I, I would have I would have loved for him to have thought well whatever she's going through if she thinks this is how it's going to help for her to deal with it then let's just do it even though I might not be there mm -hmm. um, but yeah I think that that is one of the lessons that I've learned from my marriage is is to there's a lot I think that we we often say you see the other person you feel the other person you you understand with them but really really when you're in your own thing even your own partner sometimes you, you can miss these things and um i think if ever there is another long-term relationship on the cards for me uh, that's one of the things that will be more cognizant of and sort of more you know clued up on. mindful yeah yeah definitely do you think do you think you have could you honestly say you love yourself could I honestly say I love myself? You know what? If you'd asked me that um, maybe a couple of years ago, <laughs> I would have said no. Emily, your sound's gone. Ooh, did I lose you there? Your sound went big. Sorry. Um, yeah. You said you would have asked me that a couple of years ago. If you'd asked me that a couple of years ago, I would have said absolutely not. 
Um, actually, I don't even know that I would have had the confidence to tell you that I don't. I would have lied to you. <laughs> um, am I still not there? No, you're here. Okay. Um, but now, now I think I can very happily say that I do love myself even when I'm not loving myself. I don't know if that makes sense because it's not a constant. I'm not like every day, ooh, Emily, whatever, you know. Um, some days are, are, are just really bad. Um, and, I, and I see no joy or feel no joy, not just in myself, even in the things around me. Um, and I think I was saying to Zara, actually, that when you ask the question about loving yourself, do you think that very often we think about it in terms of physical appearance? Can you think about loving yourself without looking at yourself physically? Does that make sense? I think that very often when we talk about self-love, we're talking about physical appearance. When I, I, I was, I've started to think of loving oneself as, as being far more than do I like, you know, the shape of my nose or my fupa or you know the breadth of my hips it's 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 do i love the person that i am with when i'm alone do i love the person that i am as a mom do i love the person that i am when i'm going through it do do i love me you know if ever mm -hmm. someone were to make a movie of my life and I, I were to to watch the character how would i feel about me i've just um started watching vikings i'm on like season five or something and the main character is this this Viking warrior, Ragnar Rothbok. <laughs> and Ragnar, for all intentions and purpose, for all intents and purposes, is this amazing mythical man. Really, he is. Like, he, I'm not he's... do that, please. I've decided I'll watch it when I'm ready. Okay, well, I'm not going to spoil it for you. All I'm saying is, he is so... Within the, within the first half of the first season, um, and I think I posted this in my stories, it was apparent really? that he was flawed. He was so seriously flawed, really? tragically flawed even. Just leave it, man. <laughs> well, okay, I'll, I'll not talk about Ragnar. Jeez. Let's, let's talk about Okwonko from, from Things Fall Apart. Who's Ragnar? <laughs> Nonetheless, um, I think that you can... The, the, as a, as a person, as a character, as an individual, you can be great and wonderful, but also flawed and broken. And there can still be beauty in you. And the beauty doesn't necessarily need to be physical. Do you know what I mean? I think that you can be just as good as you are bad and still be a wholesome, wonderful, you know, individual. And I don't think that we allow ourselves those things. I don't even know if we're allowed to think of ourselves that way. I think very often when you're talking about loving oneself, it's almost as if to say, do you see yourself as a perfect being? Mm. Does that make sense, Steph? Do yeah. you love yourself, Steph? I love things about me. Mm. I wouldn't say I would love everything mm. um, because I know my flaws and I don't love my flaws, if that makes sense. Um, but I just wonder whether if we don't love ourselves in a certain space at a certain time, is that what impacts our relationships and the love we have in our relationships? I think so. Yeah, because then, like, obviously you struggle deeply yourself, which then brings that, that potential tension. Your other partner can't understand where this is coming from because they've not really changed. But at that moment in time, say you wanted 
you wanted them to just randomly surprise you with flowers, but you're never going to tell them that that's what you want because they're supposed to just know that type of stuff that you want. Or you cooked me dinner coming in from work tonight <laughs> instead of me cooking dinner for you. Do you know what I mean? It's those little things that I think what we love and want at that moment in time, but we've never really said that that's what we want. So how do we expect them to know that that's what we want at the time? So mm. can that impact in your love relationships as well? I definitely think so. Mm. I think if you're not loving on yourself, you project it. Zara, are you with us, baby? You're sleeping, Zara. Let me tell you what, I was on Clubhouse. The other oh, is that boring? No, oh my I was on Clubhouse today, Steph. People are falling asleep. It's mad. It's like, I don't understand what's happening to the world. I've got really huge eyes. But at the moment, I'm not... Look like, <laughs> you look like you're asleep. What do you mean? I know. <laughs> I know. My that's how my eyes are. My really? eyes always. But then I've got eyeballs. So then it's like when I sit a certain way, I gotta see what I. You think my eyes are closed? My eyes are asleep. But then they're really open. You're gonna have to sit like, like this. Sorry. We're gonna give you some matchsticks. <laughs> <laughs> Match six those eyelids open. They're not even closing. They're like this now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I you lean in closer, it looks like your eyelids are closed. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh. So we've spoke about love from relationships. How would you say your love out for your children? Oh. Have you, you ever something. experienced anything like that? You know what, Steph? I I want to say that the love for your children isn't is not always obvious. I don't know if that makes sense. I I kind of feel like the moment you say you're a parent or a mother, people assume that you have this well of undying love for this being. Um, and yes, you do, but it is not. Um, I don't know. It's not. It's not Disney-like. This is my experience. Obviously, I'm, I'm sure that there, that people that feel differently to me, but it is not like uh, an overwhelming. Oh my God! Immediately, I can't. You know, I would protect this thing with my everything. No, that's not how I experienced uh, parenting. My uh, probably because um, I gave my first born up for adoption at birth. Um, so I, I didn't allow myself to connect with her. I only had had her like overnight. Um, and because I knew she was going, I, I just was like, no, no, no. Because I knew the moment I attached myself to her, it collapsed the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and even then, the, the bond was still there and it was still difficult for me. But then moving on from, from Ray, um, when my son was born, I just remember being in the, in, you know, in the, on, in the ward thinking... Uh, my, my vag is sore, you know. My <laughs> <laughs> vag is sore. Like, it was just sore. Like, my vag is sore. And I'm tired. I'm tired because I've been trying to stay awake to get this thing done. I'm looking at the baby. He was a what? He was a massive baby. I was like, it's a fucking huge baby. You know, so what, I'm just trying to say that, that the first thoughts, the first feelings were not of, ooh, this rush of love. It, it wasn't. It wasn't. Oh. 
Um, and then the months, um, you know, we, we obviously in our lives, you, it develops bit by bit. I think for me, at least it did develop bit by bit. And now um, he's, he's going to be 10 next month. And, and, I, and I love him to bits, but I'm also in awe of him, Steph. You know, he humbles me. He humbles me to the point when I see him, I almost can't believe that he's my son. I feel like I've had nothing to do with the person that he is. I just feel like, who, what, you know? You created that though. I don't feel, I don't feel like you that. Though. I feel really like I was just a vessel, that he was already this, this wonderful being. And all I did was bring him from wherever he came from and did whatever I, I could do or I'm doing whatever I can do. But yes, I do love him. I do love him, but he, in, in a way that I don't, I don't think is, is typical of the understanding of motherhood. And, and with my daughter, it, uh, my youngest, it's a different experience altogether. Um, she, she, again, came into the world under dramatic circumstances. I didn't push her. Um, I'd, I'd had an epidural and, and the nurse was saying to me, it's not happening. It's taking forever, the midwife. And I'm like, I don't know it's taking forever. And she's like, maybe we should empty your bladder. Let me get you a bedpan. So she got me a bedpan, stuck it between my legs. And then she goes, try and have a wee. So I've just had an epidural. It's, it's kicked in. I don't know how to have a wee. Christian's turning the taps, being silly. Yeah. And maybe this will inspire your blood. So I'm like, let me just try and wee. Try and imagine you're weeing. And then I thought, then we just have a feel maybe of weed. I'm like, mm, that's a bit too solid. <laughs> it's here. Maybe. <laughs> so I'm saying, like, get that out of So anyway, she comes, she's face down in a bedpan full of weed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> next thing I know, I don't, there's blood everywhere. They're mopping and it's like drama. Get the consultant, get the, I don't know, the what light. Then the porter is, is, is you know, mopping the blood. And I'm just laying there thinking, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> just thinking, I want to die because. And that's how you started loving your daughter. <laughs> I never even thought about her. I hadn't even thought about her. The first few minutes of her life, I was not thinking about her. She, Christian was holding her. The nurse, the, the mid midwife had, had her. Then I think they gave her to Christian. And I'm just like looking at the consultant with, you know, his, his blood, just his forearms covered in blood, trying to, I don't know, do what, and then pumping on my stomach. And I'm like, oh, this is it. So again, she, the first few moments of her life, um, months even, it was difficult. She was a difficult baby. She wouldn't sleep. She wouldn't sleep unless she was physically attached to my nipples, which were exhausted from everything she was doing to them. And, and so again, that whole natural mothering, love, outpouring, you know. It develops. It's not something that should just, like a switch. It no. develops. You grow. You love yeah. the person in front of you. It's yeah. not something that you can just attach to. Like, you'll have that connection. You'll always have that motherly connection, but it's not like a light switch. It's not like, mm -hmm. baby's here, now this is it. I mean, no. bus full like of love. It wasn't like that for me at all. I don't know. Sarah? Huh? It was very different because I think when I got pregnant, I didn't expect to get pregnant, you understand? But then it was a thing of like, I really like this guy. We'd been together, you know, I, I liked him and... I was just like, I was just like, I was young and I was 
scared, but then I was excited and like, you know, when I told him I was pregnant, he was happy and everything. So I just kind of relaxed. And then um, as my belly's growing and stuff, you know, like I'm talking to him, see my belly grow. I'm watching, I'm seeing the black line. I'm seeing my stretch marks on my stomach. Like I'm actually paying attention to everything. So I was, I was, I couldn't wait to meet her. Just that like, I was so in love. Yeah. I, I was having, I really wanted a girl. The moment I found out I was having a girl, I started shopping and stuff like that. Like I was so excited. I couldn't wait to meet her. The moment she came out and they put her on my chest, I remember I just burst out. I just started. Oh! I would have put her down. You know, after everything was done and I went to the ward, um, I, you know, she's in that little baby crib thing. I told Jordan I had her on my chest. And then the nurses, I remember they came in and they were like, it's not too safe because then I'm going to fall asleep. And then she's on my chest. She might, and you know, a first time mom. I was like, okay, cool. But then I wouldn't put her down. So I remember, I think I fell asleep and Jordan must have rolled off me onto the bed. Listen, what? I opened my on my chest from the bed. I'm like, where's my baby? <laughs> the bed right next to her. I, Panic. No, no, I didn't squash her. I, I, I was so in love with her before she even came. And I couldn't yeah. wait to meet her. And once she came, she was just like, she was like, mine. I just, it's just like my person. You know, and then as she's growing up, it's like she's so attached to me. She always wants to be close to mm. me. So for me, it was like, I had my own person, you know, I just, it was just exciting. It was just really exciting for the beginning. You know what I love? I love when you talk about your children, because even when, obviously, now you're both like, like, you are now technically a single mother, and yeah. you like raising your children or you're co-parenting but you're still a single mother yeah. Zara's a single mother and I just think like all how difficult it can be to be a mother mm. especially on your own all the stresses that come with that and um, I think when you talk about your children you still have that that glow that you never have when you talk about anybody else Demand them yeah but it is because it is completely different. It, just, it's yeah. amazing. it is. It's amazing. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Do you want <clears> to be <throat> After the amount of C-sections and traumatic deliveries I've seen since COVID, absolutely not. I will have them if somebody else brings them into this world because I swear I ain't doing that. I'd love to be a mother and I think I this is not enough time to have any more like I keep saying I want at least one or two more but now the way the world is going I'm like nah I'm good I think I'm like I'm done now I don't think I want any more I'm good I'll just keep looking after them that's me I think if if I say that doesn't have children it's going to be a bit techie because like at this point, if I'm not trying to have any more children and he wants kids, it's going to be like, do you understand? You're mad. I'm not so sure. if Bay, wait, 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 Zara. If Future Bay came to you and said, nah, one year of, of, of marital bliss, but after that, is it, is it my actual you need to start breeding. What would you say? Is it my actual Future Bay? 
Oh no, here I was. Not with your future babe. I swear. No, if it was my actual future babe, I would because I can't. I would. I can't wait to see my sons look like him. This is recorded. I'm so glad this has been recorded. With you, Emily. If future babe came to you and said this person wanted children, would you have more kids? She would look at her. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, what time? Should we start now? Should we start now? Come on. I'd be like, dude, I'm a woman of a certain age. You want to do this? You better hop on it now. Because. Zara, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. Because you know what? You would hate it if your boys looked as good as he looked because the issue you're going to have there is every girl that comes through that door mm-hmm. never going to be good enough you're going to be the troublesome mother when he, he's growing up whatever person that's his problem isn't it all i know is that i have grandchildren do you do with your you do with the women yeah. <laughs> I would have one. I would have one, but then I, I need I needed to come with like push presents and a nanny and all of that stuff because I'm old. Killer, but listen, I just need future. I just want me and Future Bay in our in the in the ward, just <laughs> him with our babies. In, in our house. I don't want anyone else in our house. Just me and him in our little flat and our family. I don't want any extra people. Mm-hmm. I just like, I like my things yeah. to myself, you know. Like, yeah. it, that's I, 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 hear that. that. I hear Just me and you. I have done this by myself thing for long enough. Next, if there is a next time round, it's coming with all the bells and whistles. All of them. All of them. <laughs> is Listen, I let's like, get the candles out, the rose petals, the the sage, because we all need a bit of love. We do. <laughs> and I think I said to Emily, we, yeah, I, let's, said, I said to Emily, I said, Emily, I want, I want love. I'm 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 ready to love and be loved. And Emily was like, This is the first time I've said this. And I feel like I've 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 said this. No, Zara usually Emily says to me, I need some dick. I need the dick. <gasps> I need the dick. That's what she usually says to me. <laughs> You're not Who's saying crazy? that, Emily. Come on. Don't be shy. Don't be I have I have very recently admitted that I can now see Future Bay in that role. Oh. Yeah, when before, before I, I just kind of had this like, I don't know, spiritual thing about it. But now I'm like, nah, he's a leg man. <laughs> Okay, well, maybe let's manifest this love to us. And I think maybe we should, let's spread some love. Let's spread some love out to the world, to our followers. I'd like to say thank you, everybody. For liking, comments, continue to keep liking and commenting. And I hope that you fall in love with us because we want you to fall in love with us and who we are because we're great people. (laughs) Yeah. If we dare say ourselves. Yeah. Oh, Emily's getting dressed to walk into the clubhouse. So, yeah. Hey, hey, oh, I'm off. She's getting a clubhouse jacket on. 
I'll see you later. I'll see you at eight in the morning when I fall asleep on Clubhouse too. <laughs> okay, so that's the end of episode five. Thank you, ladies. Love you, ladies. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Zara, wake up. Wake up, Zara.